<sighs> Alrighty. Time to pretend to be enthusiastic. Here we go. <laughs> Don't try too hard. are listening to boku no stop the world's only anime rewatch podcast i am your host chris taylor and with me is matt marcus and fletcher today we will be discussing episodes five and six of neon genesis evangelion uh last time we talked about uh episodes three and four in which i don't remember what happened because it was over a month ago uh that's Oh yeah, ran away. yeah. We yep. had, that was the episode with the really good character work between Dude and War Nerd and Shinji. Yep. Uh, Toji. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so that's and Dude. Was it Ida? Ida. There the we other go. Guy? We got Ida, Toji, and Shinji, and they had all that good character work. I'm glad there's at least three of us here to figure this out. Uh, uh, <laughs> so with that incredibly short description out of the way, <laughs> let's get into today's episode. Uh, starting with episode five, and I forgot to write down the title of the episode. Ray it's called one. Beyond the Heart. Ray Beyond the Heart slash Ray One. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, the whole thing kicks off with a flashback. 22 days ago, which would have been prior to Shinji's arrival, Nerve Headquarters Test Facility 2. We are looking at, for the first time, not, and you know, on fire or anything, Ava Unit Double Zero. And then, oh, oh never mind. Don't forget to say, it's Gendo. <laughs> yes, it's Gendo. <laughs> the whole thing is going off because they are about to test their first prototype unit, which, you know means that the actual Unit 01 going out to blast things was probably the first time we had a test that didn't go catastrophically wrong despite picking up heads off the ground. It says a lot about how this program works, but hey, welcome to Nerf. Well, it's it's weird that they have two units, like, just around so quickly, considering that, like, if the timeline's correct, like you said, they have Unit 00, and then Unit 01, like, is ready to go, like, only a three weeks later yeah, maybe they don't understand the concept of a prototype in that you yeah. make it's a proof yeah. that the thing works before you build the real thing and they're like so yeah. is this where i'm supposed to say that you know they have the other ones that aren't prototypes built elsewhere right now uh-huh yeah and we see what looks like a real prototype next episode yeah basically uh be careful trying to assign logic to the production of the Ava series. I mean, makes sense. And then we have the world's, like, worst UI paradigm as fucking all of the connections go live. I think I've said this before, but you need to basically imagine whenever we talk about how things look on this show, uh, the tech is like if the Star Trek UI design fucked a hexagon. No, this is the meter that goes both up and down to indicate progress. 
Well, that's just Valve. Val Valve designed the Ava series because I remember early Steam, where the meters would go backwards. <laughs> that's a real thing. And, oh boy. Okay, so I was watching some of this earlier today before I decided I was not going to rewatch this for the third time because this is the third time we've tried to record this podcast. Uh, one of them, there's the uh, here's all the connections going uh, up incrementally by one, right? And then the one that says absolute line is labeled on both sides, meaning the one to the right of the absolute line is unlabeled. And I'm just like, what kind of asshole designed this? Oh, remind me to show you the worst graph ever later. There's some really bad graphs. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take a photo of the actual screen for the episode because that seems to be a thing we're just doing the show now. But <laughs> it is. I will also show you the worst graph. It is very fun yeah. to rewatch this after a large portion of my job became UI design and that I typically watch each of these episodes twice. Once to take all of mm-hmm. our notes and then once just to watch it before we discuss it. So I catch a lot of like pause and look at all of, like the world's worst UI. It's pretty See, I'm good. a data analyst, so I look at the actual charts and things they're scrolling over and go, oh my god, this is garbage. Yeah, see, I know it's garbage, so I just ignore all of the techno babble and just be like, let's wait until a character thing happens. <laughs> wait until you find out that like 40% of that techno babble was relevant and you should have been paying attention. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, at least we're doing the show. The show will help. That's true. Yeah, I will. I will give you cheat sheets when we get into the later episodes to tell you mm-hmm. which specific screen caps you should have been looking. Fair. Uh, yeah. The the one cool thing about this scene, uh, the freak out scene, is all like when they pull the plug on the Ava when it starts to freak out. Like it has jets built into it, so it doesn't just clunk on the floor. Yeah, no, that's really fucking hype. Yes, I'm very into that. That's like some really good real robot shit. Yeah, and, and uh, also let's let's sum that up a little better when the. Uh, power plug is ejected from the Ava. Little retro rockets fire as it nears the ground to keep it from slamming down. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and also the when the pod, whatever, whatever the little pod, where the pilot pod stick thing, entry plug, entry plug. Excuse me. Uh, shoot shots. Anyway, it shoots out of the back of it, and it, like it's stuck up in the corner because it, the jets are just pushing it away. Like that's also a really cool shot. Uh huh. Also, yeah, it's, uh, it's designed for outdoors, and we have it in a box. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, what happened is it started, we, we did not really, we kind of skipped the main point of the scene, <laughs> which is that when it crosses Whoops. the uh, activation threshold, it, uh, like, freaks the fuck out, breaks out of its wall restraints, and is, like, grabbing its head like you would if you had a migraine, and mm-hmm. then starts just punching the observation room wall, just, like, putting huge dents in it and shattering the glass, and that's when they eject the cable. Uh, interestingly, mm. the prototype has, like, a dramatically worse battery with only 35 seconds on it. Yeah, but, uh, then, then the, uh, then it just ejects the entry plug by itself, and Gendo freaks out about that. He's very upset and yells Ray, because he's worried about her. Yeah. And then he, like, jumps down and, like, burning his hands in the process, cracks open the, uh, the entry plug to get her out. And yeah, there's enough heat that his hands are scorched and his glasses are actually shattering the heat. Yeah. We should also point out that we have seen this room before without context in the series. Yeah, this is the training simulation, right? Yeah, this is the simulation room. And prior to this, all we saw was just a shattered wall and the OO covered in resin. 
Yeah, like, the Bakelite is, like, super plastic? I googled it. It's a real thing, and I already forget what it was, because it was three weeks ago. Bakelite. It's a resin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it tends it? to age yes. eight. <laughs> what? Uh. All I'm saying is it's got those real good carcinogens in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you could you could probably smoke it. It's probably in a few of your cigarettes. Hell yeah. Anyway... <laughs> I'm smoking anime right now. <laughs> I'm smoking. Congrats. You are officially Please. the dude who went and dressed up as Sasuke at Hooters to fight Naruto. Senpai, please restrict my vape. <laughs> dude, you gotta you gotta have Senpai restrict your vape so you can get those real tight mouth-to-lung hits. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Anyhow. We cut to the present day where they're drilling out uh, unit unit zero from the uh, from the Bakelite. Uh, Ritsuko monologues telling us Ray is the first child and the pilot. Uh, she was the first one chosen by the uh, Marduk report. Uh, all of her records have been erased, and they believe the disaster was a result of Ray's mental instability and not an issue with the unit itself. Uh, so we cut to the scene of the previous battle. Uh, there's an outline where zero one landed on the hill and the, uh, the huge like s- giant skin marks. Let's just call it giant skin marks. The part place on the hill where he slid down and stabbed the thing. And there's an object. They, they cut to a warehouse and in the warehouse, there's a covered object and it's the remains of the angel that was killed in the previous episode. And, they took out its core and they're going to analyze it to see if there's any information they can get out of it. And the analysis fails. And they say it's. So. They, they say that the Ava unit is both a physical object, but also kind of made of a wave particle wave like light is, which is very confusing. It's kind of weird hybrid thing. Is that confusing? It's just a be- it's just basically a being like structurally like light. I don't know. Well, it's a little uh, confusing because light is unique in physics like that. But uh-huh. right, it it's not like, matter in the same way matter is. Super but... science that can create AT. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> so they analyze the waveform and they say it's ninety nine point eight nine percent genetically similar to human DNA. It's basically a banana. It's basically a banana. And they, they, re- <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so they took out and they took out the core. They're, you know, Gendo is looking at it and Shinji is like peeking out and notices Gendo's burned hands. And when Shinji asks, uh, Misato and, uh, what's the other lady's name? Ritsuko. I can never, Ritsuko, uh, about it. Um, they describe the thing that we just saw in the flashback and uh, Shinji seems to be Shinji gets upset because Gendo doesn't show him any care and he's clearly shown a lot of care for Ray. Yeah, again, to highlight, Gendo can ba- will barely look at or speak to his son, let alone endure physical pain for him. Yeah. Also, this is part of why you see Gendo in white gloves a lot of the is covering that up. That is true. I did notice the gloves. You know, that's weird, though, because like when you go back to like the beginning of the episode, I notice he pushes up his glasses and he's wearing white gloves. 
But then when he goes uh-huh. to grab the thing, he's not wearing the gloves anymore. Right? Am I am I crazy? Um, you know, I don't actually know if that's animation error or if he takes them off at some point. I'd have to rewatch the scene. He had two Yeah, you would have to had two different employees who needed discipline, which is why both the gloves are off. <laughs> uh. All right, let's go with that. I can believe. Anyhow, we're at school. Fan service happens. Fan service service. for everyone, because Shinji has shorts that are basically Daisy Dukes. (laughs) They are so short. Uh, I ain't... Well, no, I ain't griping. (laughs) You're not griping that he's... Oh, you first. Oh, I was going to say, you're not griping that all these characters are like 14? Look... Teens be teens. There ain't no Freddy Krueger. Let them be horny. Wait until the show has the deepest fingering of all time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I just Uh, just watched that earlier, so... Matt, that's really a joke. (laughs) Just the grossest way possible to describe a thing not at all like sexual activity. (laughs) No, it's definitely... You'll see. Oh, God. What have I signed up for? It involves a whole hand. That that's that's that has a different name, dude. You ever seen Videodrome? Because it's very Videodrome. I've not seen Videodrome. What? Oh, dude, Videodrome no. is so good. I mean, yeah, Videodrome okay. is my favorite film of all time. So I'm a little offended. Right? I now. saw Videodrome when I was like four, and that's how I became the person I am today. Same. Uh, now, how how am I the odd man out here? This is so strange. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Because you're busy watching garbage anime instead of watching classics like Cube and Videodrome. It's okay. We can make that another uh, patron bonus. We'll just make yeah. you watch Videodrome. No, we'll make Wait, I thought Cube we were going to... D- whatever, yeah, whatever happened you. to that, anyway. Yeah, okay. But you're not going to watch Cube? Uh, you know, I haven't watched Cube in about ten years, so sure, why not? It holds up just as well as it did the first time you saw it. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's got six sides. Cube first, then Cube, because it was a prequel. So, the or was pre-cube? It Cube Zero? I watched the prequel one first, then I watched Cube. How could you have a pre-Cube? I love that it's, it's colon hypercube. Hypercube is good. That's, That's very, very yeah, good. It's very good. How do you create a sequel to a cube? Hypercube, duh. They added one by one to the dimensions. It's not oh, like oh. you can just add on, you know, cube two cubes. It's not like aliens. No. So, th- so what does that make a prequel? Does that make it like square? Cube zero. Cube zero. I don't remember that from geometry <laughs> class. Square root of cube, cube, and cube squared. <laughs> Anyhow, the long and short of this school scene the, is the long and Tojir. Sorry, talking excuse about me. Ray. Excuse me. The long and short of these shorts is that. (laughs) There's nothing long about those shorts. The long and the shorts. Oh, there's something long in those shorts. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about Ray. No, that's the long face. Yep. 90% sure Ray is the weird, like, community accepted Fuda character. I'm just 99% sure that Ray is the character in this series most often turned into Milo. 
There you go. There's a mental image for today. You know. Oh no. I have someone on my Steam's friend list who has that av as an avatar. I'm not even kidding. See, already anecdotal evidence supports my theory. I think you meant objective facts. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, Ida and Toji are teasing Shinji about eyeballing Ray, and he says, he, you, you like the way that I kept digging us into a hole, and then I bailed us out of it like a hero? Uh, you know, I'm the one who's editing it, so nobody's going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> the log, the log gets to be roll. Joke's on you, listeners. I left it in. Ah, ha, 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 ha. They cut back to the hangar. They're doing sync tests with Gendo and Ray, and they seem very chummy. Which is unfortunate, because Shinji is just like, why doesn't my dad, my dad, look at me like that? So, so you're saying Shinji's not aware of that maybe his dad should not be looking at any age like that. But what do I know? Wait, are you saying Shinji is a cock? Or <laughs> at least parenting-wise? Um, yeah, wait, wait and see where that goes. No. Uh, definitively no. <laughs> good? That's I all guess I'm that's good. Wait and see where that goes. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh we have this we go to we go to a dinner scene with uh, Masato and Ritsuko at Shinji's house. Uh there's a bunch of awful comedy. Uh the end result is that Ritsuko asks Shinji to deliver Ray her uh new identification card. Uh, he stares at it for a while and Masato says why are you so thirsty and Shinji says I just had this water I, It's actually, I'm just thinking about how it's weird I know so little about her despite the fact that we're both pilots and uh, Ritsuko, Ritsuko comes in with just the fucking hard burn of quote she's a very nice girl but she's like your father she's not very <laughs> adept at living <laughs> <laughs> to be fair were it not for the women in his life Gendo would be dead 20 times over I mean, fair, yeah. I guess. That's that's pretty accurate. Let's be honest. It's true. Gendo is basically a suicidal shin. Times. Hmm. So, so let's talk about the apartment scene. Oh no! Oh remember no! That, do you like terrible stuff? You can tell me about it. Remember that claim of fan service? Here it comes. The doorbell doesn't work, the mailbox is overflowing, the apartment mm -hmm. is completely barren, and Shinji just lets himself in. Blood-stained bandages are lying around, Gendo's cracked glasses are on a cabinet, and he proceeds to accidentally startle Rei as she comes out of the shower, trips onto her naked body, and lingerie flies everywhere when they land in a pile. Shinji is, of course, landed hands on her tits. Which must have hurt like a motherfucker. Right? She does not say anything, however, other than a True. long pause into, would you mind moving? Yeah, I... Uh, God, this this is... This sucks. <laughs> I, figured I, was, I figured I was just going to let you all react to this, because... Well, he here's the thing. I mean, I, I assume that this is supposed to be some type of subversion, because, like, in another anime, she would freak out and, like, hit him with a hammer or some shit, right? Like that's yeah. the accepted yeah, trope, this is and decidedly it, taking the trope on a new turn. Right, and the thing is, I don't know if that makes it better or just more upsetting because they know what they're doing and they're still doing it, <laughs> or that she's so passive that she doesn't even care that this is happening to her. Well, here's 
where the contrast on that comes in. They, uh, they both head to Nerve after this. She's cleaned up a little, gotten dressed, and he hasn't actually been able to give her the card, so when she's trying to get in, he goes, uh, you're gonna need this. Mm-hmm. So they proceed to get on the giant escalators where a lot of exposition happens in the series. She's not really into things until she asks, do you not have faith in your father's work? Shinji says no, and she just slaps him across the face and moves on. Let's, let, let's not be coy, for the record. It happens, all the exposition happens on the escalator because they're too far away for anything to have to be animated. Mm. Oh yeah, this escalator Fair. is gigantic. This is dropping down probably 50 stories into the earth on one escalator. And so, By the, we'll so that's about time for wide shots where you mix two character models in. So basically it's kind of like the escalators I have to walk up at the Metro in DC because those are fucking huge. Tell me, tell me more about how tall your ivory tower is. <laughs> Oh, by the well, way, I, I mean, posted you start an image the of the Slack that I had queued up just for this race scene. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. That's, that's not good. I'm the last one to see this. And I just feel like, oh, no. Uh, it's probably, you'll probably not be that disturbed, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> that's, yep. Yeah, there's a thing I could say here, but I'm not going to say it on mic. Why not? You're editing this podcast. Please yeah, don't tell us that you're saving this to your desktop. No, I said I just don't think he wants me to really piss him off. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, yeah, no. The, the th- funny thing, I'm, down. Oh, you. Well, I was going to say about about that scene. It's definitely a weird juxtaposition that. I mean, this is the second time that Shinji gets hit in the face for having a an, a feeling about something that is completely legitimate from his point of view, right? Because he gets smacked in the face, even though he was a Ava pilot by uh, by what's his name, sports Toji. jock dude, Toji, and then now like. Of course he's not going to trust his father. His father's been a total shithead to him, but Ray doesn't know that and smacks the shit out of him. And he doesn't really like react to it either. He's just kind of like, well, that happened. It's because Shinji is a tool, and these are people mm-hmm. hitting him because they do not conform. He, do, he does not conform to what they need him to be. Mm-hmm. That's a good description of this, to be fair. Yeah, I just find it interesting. Like, I wonder how many times he's going to get smacked in the face just because people like don't like how he reacts to things. Uh, the answer is upwards of ten. <sighs> All right, that makes sense. Okay, but what if I told you that Shinji finally strikes back by uh, choking a teen girl? That's progress, I guess. Well, get ready for progress, baby. Time to email that clip to your mom. Oh, no. How did you get her today? (laughs) Now my mom will know I watch anime. (laughs) Yes, that would be the thing I'd be most concerned about. That would be number one on that list. Alright. Uh, so they uh, try to reactivate uh, zero Unit Zero again. Uh, everything is appear- appears to go well. Uh, Ray has Gendo's glasses in the cockpit. Uh, the activation it's goes creepy. off without a hitch, and we see an unidentified object approaching a suspected angel. Gendo says to ready Unit One, as Zero is not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um... 
we cut to an outside shot. We see it's basically this huge uh, reflective diamond just floating through the sky towards the city. Uh, Ray watches the Eva ready for launch, and Unit w- 1 goes off. And while it's in the elevator, they detect a high-energy reading from the angel, and it unlash- un- it unleashes a massive beam through a building directly into Unit 1's chest as it emerges. And then the episode hard cuts with Shinji just getting, like, fucking getting it. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, he gets, like, killed like you do when you're playing an online shooter and you're behind on the the server delay. You just die before you turn the corner. It's okay. Look, it's not my fault that Evangelion (laughs) has a really low tick rate. Stupid LP. Yeah, sucks for Shinji, though. Well... (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't matter, Matt. It wouldn't matter. Even if he didn't get hit there, there are no winners in war. True. No, that's Gundam. This is Vang. Alright, episode like definitive, six. Definitively win in Gundam. Uh, no they don't. I, and then they just, I've watched, yeah, sure they do. The and only Gundam they, I've watched, uh, the only Gundam second. I've ever watched is G. People so definitively I don't. win a war, and then they said, okay, that was cool, but what if we had another war? <laughs> The I mean, otherwise you'd have nothing to do with those giant robots. Of Gundam has a completely open conclusion that the creator has refused to ever resolve. Nope. Cool. Yeah. Which one is this? 79? Char's counterattack, the end of that whole first saga. And that leads us into the next episode, Decisive Battle, New Tokyo 3 slash Ray 2. We cut to the immediate aftermath of Shinji getting uh, hit by a laser. And they drop Unit 01 back into the ground, and Shinji is clearly very hurt. Uh, The armor around the spot where the laser hit was melted away. And they use uh, electrical pulses in the LCL to, uh, quote-unquote, give him a heart massage. (laughs) It's more like general submission (laughs) in electricity. (laughs) I mean, like, that... That's one of those things where, like, Chris, I remember you were watching that video about the ceramic knives the other day uh, with the with the English in it. And it was like that. Those words are technically correct, Thank you. but they don't life. feel right. <laughs> like heart massage was very good. I found heart massage very amusing. Yeah, it's very good. Technically not incorrect CPR. No, no, that's all. <laughs> But, like, no one calls it that. They call it CPR. When I kill myself in the bathtub with a toaster, it'll be called CPR. Uh, You know what? That's that's a very drill thing, so if that's how you want to roll. (laughs) Why do we keep mentioning drill in our podcast, guys? Because we've released the audio version of a drill tweet. Uh, you know, if the worst thing we can say about this podcast this week is the audio version of a drill tweet, I think we've summed up a thing very well. All right, then. Anyway, so we see anyhow. the... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Uh, they, they get the robot back down, eject the entry plug, start taking care of Shinji, and of course that means... <laughs> they put him in the, to they get... put him in the intensive care unit that looks like a coffin. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, they only have iron lungs down here for medicine. That's you fair. are either you are either at bandage injured, gloves over your burns injured, or iron lung. That's the three degrees. Also, bandage injured is somehow the most severe category of injury. 
It's the messiest. Well, yeah, bandages <laughs> mean blood. You can be perfectly fucked up without bleeding. <laughs> so we cut to the angel. The angel uh, hovers directly over Nerve and just lowers a giant drill and starts drilling. And uh, we see Shinji getting wheeled into the hospital room for treatment. And we uh, we cut to a full scale balloon test type prototype. I think is what it's called. Uh, yes. They basically pop up a giant balloon of O one, and uh, and then it just gets fucking obliterated by the angel. Then they send out a uh, rain-mounted mortar fire at it. Uh, it's deflected by the AT field, and then the uh, train is obliterated by a counter blast. Mm-hmm. Oh, the angel is automatically counterattacking anything within a certain range with pinpoint accuracy and that's not surprising because this thing has an AT field so strong you can actually see it with human eyes but all it's doing is just hovering above nerve slowly drilling its way down and uh, they have t 10 hours until it breaches the this is a direct quote 22 layers of armor to hit the geo front and it shows it too in a graphic of course yeah there is of course a uh instant on-screen graphic of a drill going through all these layers because they prepared for everything with these <sighs> they just used like mm -hmm. one of like the 37,000 cores <laughs> that's true yeah I have to look up yeah. the tech specs of that thing because it's really goofy <laughs> yeah the magi tech specs are absurd in this day and age but I'll have to find, there's a good, I had it as a wallpaper for a while because it was funny, but the idea they had for computers is that components would never get faster, so they would just have more of them. So it's something like uh -huh. 40,000 2.2 gigahertz cores. It's very funny. I'm, I mean, that that's parallel <laughs> computing in a nutshell, right? <laughs> oh, no, man. No, no wonder, no wonder that all the code instructions on the inside of the computer look like garbage. It's all Hadoop. Had Unit 01 been up there for three more seconds, it would have been completely screwed. But, you know, by dropping it back into a hole, it's pretty good. The control systems work, but it's not going to be good to go up into combat. Shinji's fine. And Misato goes, well, we can't get close to it, so what we need is a sniper rifle. This has a 9% success chance. 8.7, please. Yeah, don't undersell it. <laughs> My favorite thing is that she points out this is the most likely to succeed plan they've ever had. That that does sum up Nerve pretty well, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, give, given the success rate, though, on the show, at least so far, like, they're doing pretty okay is, with only single-digit chances. Basically 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, as far as Nerve is concerned, this is, like, a sure thing. Yeah. By the uh, way, I love this. I love this next scene because Masato shows up uh, at a um, at a plant or whatever, like a lab where they were building this prototype uh, sniper rifle, and uh -huh. she's like, I, she's got a piece of paper saying, "I can take this," uh, and then she tells Ray to like, "Fucking Ray in Unit Zero Zero opens up the building like a fucking tuna can. It just carries it away." Yeah, and it's literally, like, if you look at the scene closely, they literally just took the painting, just cut a line in it, and just moved it up. It looks really, really goofy. Uh-huh. Yeah, Look, and, like, there nobody... There things the animators like to work on, and that was not one of them. 
And the thing is, like, nobody else is just like, you just ripped a building in half. What the hell are you doing? I, I do like that. Until the very end of this episode, these last two episodes have been, like, the cheapest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, no, these two, they definitely knew where to, to save a, a buck or two. Uh, but also, uh, in the middle of that, she says that in order for the sniper rifle to do, you know, have enough energy, she, they need to use all of the electricity in Japan uh-huh. to, sh- to fire this rifle. So, th- for the record, we talked about Shin Godzilla already. This is right. This episode is basically what Shin Godzilla is. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is actually a thing that they've done a few times in the Godzilla series. That's funny. Yeah. Anyhow, ludicrous amounts of cable are run over the countryside to get them onto a hilltop so they can basically be the Kennedy sniper. <laughs> so much cable that Monoprice is just basically like one of the world's banning corporations now. Yeah, this just took Monoprice into Amazon territory just funding <laughs> this rifle. <laughs> uh, there's also, we see this giant shield that she says is a hand-me-down from a rocket. And they have a uh, they have a special coating on it that it should be able to withstand the enemy fire for about seventeen seconds, and that they're going to stage the operation on top of Mount Futago, which I googled, and it turns out it's a real mountain that only has four stars on Yelp, which I thought was very funny. Wait, the <laughs> yeah, mountain? Yeah, yeah. The mountain only has four stars on Yelp, maybe because it's not handicap accessible. Oh no! It obviously got docked <laughs> because there wasn't a rocket shield. Uh, I wanted to see the Evangelion tour. Very disappointed. Four stars. Either that or it wasn't really as good of a sniper perch no. as the sh- shows in this <laughs> the show. They, 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 like, they took away all the generators. What is even the point of being here? It's like, like the sight lines were terrible. Uh, I couldn't even see my target. So <laughs> Three stars. Shiji stabilizes and Ray visits him at the hospital. She is there to brief him about the operation, which will happen at midnight. Uh, this is the scene I talked about a few episodes ago where it's just the longest still frame ever where she covers her mouth with the book while reading. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She gives uh, uh, After giving him the timetable, she gives him a plug suit, tells him his dick's out. She gives him his meal. And then he gets all pissy and says, I don't want a pilot. And Ray says, stay at home. I'll do it then. We're already ready to rewrite the pilot files in case you don't show up. And then leaves. Uh, Chris, and she blinks at least twice. So that's at least some animation. <laughs> Once again, this is not the most egregious use of still frames in the series. I don't know if the other one is egregious. It's really good. Oh, it's very tense. But it's definitely the longest we hold on a single frame in the whole show. I'll be honest. I didn't even realize that it was one frame for too long until like the last five seconds. It's only barely too long. It's especially if you watch the director's cut versions, you really feel it. Yeah. I don't know if the torrent we have has the director's cut stuff. Not that it matters. Do we have the director's cut stuff? Are those I have no edition? idea. All right, I've got the director's cut stuff, at least in some form. I don't think I don't think we need that because we're gonna do End of Eva next, right? I don't think is there. Well, any... the director's cut is just there's a few extra minutes and it cuts out the openings on those. Mm, oh, it's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. so Shinji's classmates are hanging out on a roof. Uh, the 
Eva, the units pop out of the hill, and they are very hyped to see the Avas deployed and cheer them on. Uh, and then we see an incredible amount. So they learn nothing from the previous episodes where they almost got killed because they were too close to the Ava. That's fine. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Robots are cool, Matt. Your life for I mean... the robot. <laughs> uh. We see an insane amount of trucks and transformers and cooling stations, and and then they say that we don't know if this will work. The rifle has been never been fired with such a high energy output. Uh, Misato we, says, we also what? didn't we also cut over? Oh no, that scene happens later when the when the pilots are talking. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, Misato says Shinji will fire and Ray will shield because Shinji has a higher sync rate and thus better stability. Uh, I do like that Ritsuko here just playing head games, right? She says, due to the extreme distance, your shot will be affected by gravity, the magnetic fields, and the Earth's rotation. Then take that into account. But also don't worry about it because the computer will do it. You just need to line up the target like usual. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do absolutely love that detail just about this whole scene. You are firing so far away that you need to account for gravity and the curvature of the Earth. But no, also, JK. Yeah. The computers will handle it. One of my favorite stupid scientific details in this whole series. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a thing that happens in actual sniping, though, right? Come on, please. Call of Duty 4 said that, Matt. You have to (laughs) account for a little bit of gravity and wind in actual sniping. You don't have to account for you are firing over such a long distance, the Earth's curve will change what you see. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,. They do also say that it will take time to reload and cool, so don't miss. Which means they're going to miss. They're going to miss. Right. They're going to miss. They're going to miss. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. If somebody said it, due to like the conservation of money and just time, they're going to miss. Mm-hmm. Also because Shinji has the gun. I mean, I don't think it's really his... Well, we'll get to it when we get there, but I don't think he misses because it's his fault. <laughs> I would be more impressed if he didn't miss based on that whole sequence. I just more mean that if anyone is going to choke, it's Shinji Akari. Oh, sure. I see what you did there. Uh, Anyhow, there's a last little bit of fan service as the pilots change into their plug suits with only a curtain between them. Ray says, no, you're not going to die. I'll protect you. And a beautiful bit of art, which is clearly where some of the money for this episode went. The lights slowly shutting off all over Japan as they are charging up the cables to get the cannon ready. Oh, please. Mm -hmm. It's like MS Paint where they use the spray can. Look, I'm going to give them credit because that is animation you can never reuse that they have just set up. No, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Just being an asshole about it. All right. A pitch drop story. Uh, staying on brand, I see. Uh, uh, the question is asked. Oh, to Ray. sorry. I was trying to figure out what this meant. And then I realized that was me making a really dumb joke. Yeah, yeah. You stargazing types are all the same. Light pollution, blah, 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 blah. No, no. I'm talking about right here where I wrote, we see some robots in disguise instead of we see some transformers. Ah, yeah, that's that's on you. I definitely had not gotten to that line yet. 
Anyway, uh. the, the key thing here is Shinji asking Rei why she's so fine piloting these, and Rei says she has a bond with all people and nothing else to her life. Now we that gotta makes go. zero sense. <laughs> also, she says goodbye, notably. Like, it, it definitely setting up like she's going into this expecting to die, in part because yeah. Shinji sucks. <laughs> so, uh, now the operation is getting ready to start. Uh, Misato reminds Shinji that he is in charge of all of Japan's electricity. Uh, so <laughs> many trees died for this. Don't fuck it up. Uh, we get a we get a pretty good layout of how the power is condensed from everywhere. Uh, they slowly mm-hmm. begin routing all the power through like the convergence systems, checking safeties and shit. Uh, Shinji loads up the rifle, fires. So does the angel. The shots do uh, the fucking swerve around each other in midair. It looks really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Shinji missed, and the drill breaks through the geo front. Uh, Also, like, for some reason, Misato and uh, Ritsuko are in a, like, mobile truck. Like, they're not down in in nerve. They're hanging out in a truck, and when this explosion happens, like, they almost all die. Yeah, it's fine. It just seems like a really bad idea to put your most important people, like, clearly in harm's way. Well... Here's the thing. You can put them in the mobile command center where they can be more able to assist the pilots, or you can put them in the place that's about to be drilled into by an angel. There's really no win here. I I guess. Also, if they get blown up and it doesn't work, it doesn't matter at all because it's over. That's also true. Fair. So the angel fires again, and then we get this incredible shot of this blast just engulfing and spraying off the top of the mountain, like around the shield in all directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. Uh, we have this like very intense countdown of just this shield melting, Ray's uh, unit melting, and how long until Shinji can fire again. Uh, he does fire, pierces the angel, and it falls over. Uh, I expected it to go right through Unit 00. I don't know, like, because, like, Unit 00 is in front with the shield, and then you just see the shot. I guess the shot goes through the legs? Like, I, I don't know how that shot did not just go right through the other Ava. It goes through the legs. Okay, fair. I only know this because they this, this is, like, half of the first Rebuild movie. Gotcha. That's true. Uh, the drill stops it was super close to nerve uh, we see uh, units of 0 and 1 are super melted and then Shinji jumps out and struggles to enter, uh, open the entry plug in the same way that Gendo does uh, Shinji is happy that Ray's okay tells her not to say goodbye when they go on missions and then he just has an adrenaline crash and just breaks down uh Ray asks, why is he crying and apologizes? Because she doesn't know what to say. And Shinji says, you can just smile. Uh, she does so. And we look up at the mood before the episode ends. Well, the, there's a quick flash. Like, she's looking at him and she's a flash of Gendo smiling. And then she does the creepiest like forced smile that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> uh, Shinji, why'd you have to go and say that? It's so gross. What? I I don't have to explain it. That's that's real bad. What? What? Look. All I'm gonna <laughs> say, Matt, 
is I guarantee you are not the most progressive 14-year-old on the planet, and you thought that. We would have thought that was okay. I, I don't even know. I don't even know, man. Uh, what'd you think? Well, I, I think these episodes are good. I mean, it's glad. I, I'm glad that Ray finally has something to do because they've been teasing her, so to speak, uh, for the last couple episodes. I could really do without the the fan service bullshit. I don't think that adds anything really, or like whatever it adds in terms of showing that she's kind of on it, like just has a lack of affect to thing, bad things happening. Like they, they could have done that without that. With kind of, but only because I know what happens later and they mm-hmm. use all of these moments that depending on who you are, you there's like a moment for every kind of anime watcher for every character that endears them to you. And then they just right. absolutely ruin all of them. You mean like the characters or the moments? No, like the characters. Really gotcha. Both. And and my understanding is the, the uh, knowing future things about this that makes this scene worse, right? About Ray, what Ray actually is. That's kind the point. Of. That's that, that's kind of the point, right? Is that uh-huh. later you're, it, you're getting a very different yeah read on this because you know that as opposed to if you came into this blind on that fact. I mean, even coming into it blind, the scene is still uncomfortable and unnecessary. And it's like this character clearly like she gives zero fucks that she's standing naked in front of the dude in the first place, which feels very weird to begin with. But like, I don't know, like the whole thing is just extremely uncomfortable, which I guess is the the point is that the whole thing is extremely uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Ugh. But, you know, the, the Ava stuff was good. You know, I you get to see a little bit more of, you know, a little bit of backstory on Gendo because I still don't like we still don't know what's Gendo's deal with Shinji. Like what they're all we know is that their relationship sucks. Yeah, we will find out a tiny bit of that next time when we watch episode seven, a human work and episode eight, a title that will spoil things for Matt. Okay, these episodes. Should I take the well, headphones off? I, I mean, just, I'm not going to say that on the mic. Well, okay, fine. Let's, let's stop recording. We'll catch you next time, I guess. <laughs> well, you want to do the outro? <laughs> what? What, what? Is there an outro? I don't have one in this document. Okay, I didn't know if you wanted to do any uh, network prep. No. Oh, Bye. plugs and stuff? <laughs> See y'all, I guess. <laughs> All right. I, you know what my other podcasts are? I listen to them, you asshole. <laughs> 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 Uh, lightning strikes thrice. Magmar sucks. Uh, what's the Garfield one again? <laughs> Being Jim Davis. Just listen to way, them. They're... Way to be a good ambassador for the network, Matt. <laughs> Coming it. after after what you just did. <laughs> Look, I edit things and I talk about Japan. I... Matt, all I'm, all, you know what? No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna Star Wars you at all. Don't worry about what, it. What, what does it mean to Star Wars somebody? I, I'm curious now. Don't worry about it. That's when you cut off their legs and they come back with cyborg legs repeatedly, despite the fact that they were clearly dead. (laughs) That sounds awesome. I thought about that recently, and that's incredible. He's just like a garbage spider. (laughs)
He's had multiple cyborg legs now. Excuse me? Wait, yeah, wait, guys. him back in like three different things with three different legs. Wait, 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 wait. We're wait. talking about Darth Maul. Oh. Yeah, Darth Maul's still alive in canon if you didn't see Solo or Clone Wars or Rebels. Okay. Or... So the thing I, I was not. aware of is he falls down that pit, gets yeah. makes robot spider legs out of garbage. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so a, he basically Tony Stark's it. So he's a Shayla. He's like a he's like he's like a a Quaylag type deal. Uh huh. And then apparently that gets cut off and he gets new robot legs. Yeah, and that's where he's at in Solo. He runs a crime syndicate. See, I would have thought he would have needed robot legs because using that double lightsaber, he'd probably cut his legs off a couple of times. It's the shittiest version of nunchucks. <laughs> There's actually someone who uses lightsaber nunchucks in the experience. No! Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, boy. Because of their force sensitivity, they know how to dodge their own movements with them. All I'll say is, given every teenage boy's experience with nunchucks, if they were lightsabers, it'd give a whole new meaning to the phrase axe wound. Oof. Yee. <laughs> And on that note, I'm going to stop recording here. We'll all around. Speaking of vaginas, catch you next time. Yikes. <laughs> that took a turn at the end there.